Gay Bible Podcast. Podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur, Natalie. And I'm Kathleen. I was just telling Natalie pre-warning that the neighbor dogs bark a lot and they're new, new neighbors. Uh, so just don't get any ideas that it's my babies because they're um, and they never bad. Just kidding. <laughs> home ownership. Um. <laughs> I know. And like, gosh, it's just like, it's such a pickle because our dogs aren't perfect either. And you don't mm. want to make the people like feel bad and you don't want to get in a fight with your neighbors because like especially this neighbor is like we share a fence uh so it's like you don't want it to be weird so <laughs> I'm so non-confrontational but literally one of the slats of the fence came out between both of our dogs like bugging it mm-hmm. and the little dog like came <laughs> through the fence and I was like ah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's hilarious um me and Kathleen were chatting beforehand and I said Thank God the Kardashians were so quiet this week, except for... It does make me nervous whenever they do that. But oh, right, exactly. <laughs> except for Kim's giving us one last Marilyn Monroe dress last Friday, which I still maintain that. I don't think us as a people made enough noise for her. So she's like, I said I wore Marilyn's dresses. Hello. That, and I'm sure she got like some criticism. So she was like, Oh, well, guess what? Like, I got another look from this other auction house. And it, reading her caption made me so depressed. Like, the fact a different auction house besides Ripley's had another dress. Then her florist, for some reason, had her golden globe. <laughs> like, it just shows how much, like, her entire, like, personhood got, like, picked to shreds to be, like, people project their, like, ideas of her on to the these things like no one was looking out for her even when the Marilyn Monroe like official Instagram of her trust or whatever right bullshit who knows how they who got runs her. that because she exactly. barely had like like she was like poor and she was adopted like I don't trust any of the people that were in her life when she was alive much less dead and they like hyped up Kim's dress I'm like I don't trust any of these people and it's like why why are they like selling all this shit? And then recently, just like yesterday, the day before, God, those fucking dogs. Um, what was the art house? It was like Sotheby's or something. One of those bigger auction groups sold the Andy Warhol portrait, which for like a long time, he didn't want like anyone to buy it. It was like in his personal collection. And like that, it was, it sold for like a record breaking. It beat the basket. I never say that right. Basket. Basket. Um, yeah. Uh, painting, which is another, per- another artist that people have like exploited to the nth degree. Who's also not alive. <laughs> At oh. least he was like around more recently. So maybe he like wrote a few things down, but yeah. No, he definitely was the same boat. Like, please don't use my art on like yeah, like I'm pretty bags. sure no offense Beyonce and Jay-Z but I'm pretty sure like if you looked at his like point of view as an artist he didn't want to be using a Tiffany's campaign just or food coach <laughs> yeah or I was just yesterday I saw they had a basket design on a Target t-shirt for little boys yeah. I was like oh like, my god oh, yeah but also at hi god <laughs> yeah so people are like murmuring like it better not be fucking Kim that bought that Andy Warhol but <laughs> I just hope she's getting haunted. Well, I was, I thought it was just interesting that she gave us like only like a couple pictures from the hotel room 
it was just, it was, it was very much an afterthought. It was kind of like, like you said, like something happened, like, you know, people not getting enough recognition or people are really pissed off about this. Let's just post those other pictures. Or, or she wouldn't be like, look, this one fits. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because you know why she was so skinny when she was singing to the president, because she was literally losing her mind and being like bullied by like the mafia and the FBI and had lost a ton of weight and died like two months later. Did you do that research, Kim? I just hope, you know, like I said, it feels like some self-fulfilled dream fantasy she's going through. Good for her. Mariah Carey, I'm so sorry you have to bear witness to this. Um, because I, I was like, yeah, Mariah Carey is a big Marilyn Monroe fan. And then after we stopped recording last week, I was like, oh, that's right. Her, she named her daughter Monroe. She yeah. owns Marilyn's like piano, I believe. Um, and her, her backstory with Marilyn Monroe is that she like grew up really poor and it was like one of the yeah. only movies she owned or a, a movie poster oh, she owned. Mariah like actually like, I feel like respects her <laughs> and could, like you said, could relate to some of it. Not that Kim can't, like I get some of the comparisons. I just think that's fine. It's, but it's like this shallow presentation that Kim like insists upon. Like even when she did a second post, like she couldn't go into any of the reasons she looked up to Marilyn other than like, she's iconic America. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. Yeah. Dress. yeah the point you're making is that Mariah is like an authentic Stan fan watches. She always has those been. things and, about like, woke it. Yeah. Up one day and was like, I'm white again. <laughs> Bring me Marilyn's dress. Naomi Campbell's still alive and she might kill me if I keep ripping off her shit. So I'm going to go to dead people now. Um, Uh, Bring me that Marilyn dress. Jeff, you have the Golden Globe. Bring it to my room. I need to take a picture. Um, And then Kathleen can probably talk. I don't know if you can or not. But Scott was seen hanging out with that girl (laughs) from The Bachelorette. Yes. So her name? Corinne. Corinne. And she was batshit. Yeah, so I don't know how much, like, weight we want to put behind this because I know that, like, uh, you know, Scott is under contract with the show. And once we get into the episode, like, this wasn't, like, a fun episode for Scott. So maybe this was, like, well-timed that, like, he looks like he's doing okay. But then he also had this girlfriend at the premiere that he's yeah. supposedly been dating for a while, who is quasi age appropriate for him. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know how much I want to read into it because I, Corinne is definitely one of those people who would like just get photographed in something that doesn't quite mean anything just to get the speculation going. Right. Yeah. She was kind of like a nutcracker slash, she wasn't quite full villain on her season, but just kind of like a potster. And had some pretty funny, like, lines. I'm pretty sure I should have researched ahead of time. Apologies to our friend of the pod, Jenna, who does Date Card Pod. Um, I believe she was also on Bachelor in Paradise as well. That feels right. Um, And she had some controversy with her season, or Bachelor in Paradise season, because there was, like, this weird thing where, like, this guy that she was hooking up with, like, it came out that maybe it was non-consensual or something. And they had to, like, interview all the producers and the cast and stuff. And, like, the production got halted. And her and the guy ended up coming out later and being like, no, like, we were both drunk. Like, it was no, like, it wasn't that. Like, 
everything's fine. So hopefully that was true. It seemed like they were cool after that. Uh, so that might be why people have like heard of her. Cause I feel like some bachelor people fade into the background, but she is a fairly like notorious one. Yeah. Uh, so I, even I remember her and yeah. I don't watch many seasons. Exactly. <laughs> I would get her storyline confused though. with like a more recent girl, Demi who like brought her friend to the pair bachelor in paradise and decided she was in love with her. So it was like the first <laughs> like lesbian proposal, but then it ended up falling apart. And that lady's family accused Demi of like exploiting her for like screen time. And now Demi is like come out as autistic. <laughs> so I can't keep up with her story either. So I always get them confused because they kind of have had a similar like edit is what they call it in the uh-huh. reality show biz. Uh-huh. And they're both small and they're both blonde. So <laughs> I always get their stories confused. So I should have researched, but yeah. So I'm not putting too much weight into it because I'm sure she has representation that's like uh, in connection with Scott's like people. And we're just like, for whatever reason, like do this, hopefully. Or just like ran um, into each other, you know, yeah. hop in the car. Because she was in the back seat. Yeah. Like the if they were just like parting, whatever. Uh, I, ideally, if he is dating that other girl that came to the premiere, I would, I think with Scott, it's like I either want him to just date around and not give a shit or like be with someone like seriously, one or the other. Because it, it's like he was like hardcore with Sophia, then he was hardcore with Amelia, Rena, or whatever her name is, Hamlin. Uh, and then now this model girl that he was dating at the premiere. So it's like, if if you're going to do that, do that. If you're not going to do that, just be a hoe, non, non-discretionary. <laughs> just be around town. Yeah. There Age was appropriate that. is better, though. And thankfully, Corinne is like, she's not quite as old as us, old farts, but she's like older 20s, I believe. She might even be 30 now. Um, so again, not below 25 is no good, Scott. Yeah, and um, I think there was um, an anonymous tip, if you will, on Dumois about how Scott's not really doing that well, and yeah. he's been gaining weight, which I've seen pictures. And I she's um, she's from Miami, so she's, like, in that crowd, so maybe they were just, like, partying together. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in Miami for a minute, because that's where he was, or at least he goes back and forth, because that's where he was, he ran into, if you will, Larsa. Yeah, and he's, like, really tight with the Dave Grootman guy who has all of the clubs and restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I, ne- I can never quite put my finger on the Grootman guy because he seems like everybody's friends with him, so he must be nice. But at the same time, like, if you own a bunch of clubs and restaurants in Miami, how could you not all be, like, doing drugs? Or selling drugs. <laughs> or selling drugs. <laughs> like, he seems normal enough, but at the same time, it's, like, he's married and has two kids and seems like fairly settled as a business person. So it's like, maybe he's keeping it together doing Coke every weekend. Day. Well, lost but, all, he lost all that weight from diet and exercise. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, can Scott handle that? We don't know. So yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see, but uh, yeah, I just love a crossover. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It's like um, well, one time, my favorite crossover of all time, when Laura Dern and Baron Davis were seen. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I totally they were, like, remember that. For a hot minute after he, they both had, like, recently gotten divorced. She was, yeah. like, married to Ben Harper, and he was married to 
um, that Fast and Furious girl's sister. Uh, but yeah, I was like, this is the most random hookup, but like, I love Warriors basketball and I love Laura Dern as an actress. <laughs> so it's one of the things you don't believe. It's a lot like Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes, how for the yeah. longest we're like, you guys are smoking crack. They're, these people don't even know each other. And then like, we would see them like on the beach or like a random for a long time. And then yeah. broke up and no one even knew. <laughs> it was yeah. Like, no one even knew. Like. It was, yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, or uh, remember when Ann Coulter was dating JJ from Good Times? <laughs> like, what? Where do you people meet each other? Like, what common space are you guys in? <laughs> I just like, and I loved that so many of the, like, mean people I follow between, like, Bravo, Bachelor, Kardashians, pop culture stuff were like, oh, my God, because, like, some outlet just said like a random chick and all these people were like, that's correct. <laughs> the, like, metaverse. Yes. the metaverse. The metaverse. <laughs> fucking metaverse. Um, yeah. So luckily they're quiet. Who knows what's going to happen next week, but this week is nice and quiet. We're actually filming a day earlier. So if something happens on Wednesday, you know, sorry, but um, yes, just dive into the episode. No, th- we were saying before this, we started recording, you know, thankfully it was a light news week. So we can yeah. on the episode and emails, but every time we say that we regret it <laughs> and we're doing it a day early. So I feel like they're going to be like extra wild tomorrow to make sure everyone tunes in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode was pretty much all about the engagement. Ugh. I took a lot of notes and I just watched it today. So I will just go. I loved that at some point Scott said this, I think. But at some point he was like, I like, I wasn't surprised. I thought they were like practically married already. Yeah, he says, I thought like, they were already married. It's like the way they're stretching this out and acting like it's a huge surprise and like magical and stuff like is, I yeah. Well, <laughs> I will piggyback off that thought. They're acting like this is keeping up the Kardashians on E! Like season six. Because it was very reminiscent of Kim and Kanye. Remember that whole was like surprise? Obviously, you remember. And Kim and Chris. Because if you remember, even when Chris Humphreys was proposing, Chris was very involved in that. And Jonathan, and go pick up the ring. And we'll well, and then, and then, like, Oh, and then bring her like back that. to the house and we'll have dinner. Like, it's like very typical Kardashian format. Like, Chris will help set it up. And then afterwards, they'll come. Like, even when she was crying, she, I mean, there's a lot of crying in this episode. Even when she was crying and telling Travis, like, oh, thank you for pulling this off. The fact that Mindy is involved already tells me that Travis did little to nothing <laughs> to well, pull it, this off. It definitely, like, gave some insight into, I think, a lot of this excessive party planning that they do mm-hmm. is like an ego thing you know it's like yeah yeah like I was telling teacher babe when we went to Vegas I was like if there's a guy there that has a ton of money and hasn't gotten out much just let him pay for stuff you know yeah and then there was like it's like you could kind of see that Chris like just gets off by like being involved <laughs> yeah 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 no matter the age of the children they be 50 yeah. like, and just making oh it so God. dramatic and like Scott and Corey were both like, you cry at everything. Like, why Why is this? Like, they've literally been attached to each other's mouths for, like, months now. And they've known each other their whole life. So, like, it's not – and they're old. So, it's not out of the question that they would be, like, fast-tracking this. They're already trying to have a baby. Oh, like, we'll get to that. We'll- yeah. Like, 
it it's just bizarre to me that they tried to make it seem like such a big thing. And I think part of it's because it's a show. Yeah, I do too. Also, produ- I it's definitely a production. Chris's, Chris's mind, like it needed to be a thing so that it fit in this narrative of your brain. Like talking about, oh, I never stopped thinking about Robert every day. Oh my God. <laughs> she did. I wrote that down. I wrote that Chris was like in her element because she was like, orchestrating Mindy was calling her which I was kind of well, confused on why Mindy knew they were leaving the hotel like but it was definitely a whole production it's and- like it's such a big deal my firstborn getting married and multiple people throughout this episode were like the thought of marriage never crossed Courtney's mind I'm like you tried to get us to think Scott was going to propose to her for like at least 15 seasons. Yeah. Like it crossed her mind. Maybe she didn't want to, but it crossed her mind, you know, like it was just so weird. And then it's like, again, at one point they mentioned Caitlin still called well, her the wrong name. But right, in, right. <laughs> and I'm like, did Caitlin not even get asked? Like, <laughs> Right, you would think you would heads up. up. Like you took all this time to tell everybody, Simon, Mario, whatever that lady's name is, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. all these goddamn people, and you couldn't just like give a heads up to Caitlin, who raised the kids too, and was cool with Robert, and then much less (laughs) Scott was like didn't even care. Well, I mean, maybe he was pretending like Chloe said, but I, he had valid points. He's like, I assumed this was going to happen. Like, that's fine. Right. And <laughs> wasn't um, shocked at all. They didn't like, they should, if it was going to be like, they were trying to make it out to be like this big special thing. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you deal with Scott and get the kids in on it? Like, yeah, all of it yeah. was just so like, they can't, they just pretend that stuff doesn't exist. If they have a story in their head, they make it true until they believe it and it's not a lie and then just ignore everything else. <laughs> that doesn't make I, any sense. I think we're going to go in order because I wrote some okay, great sorry. notes. I always no, just, no, no, no. This, ma- this is a good precursor because <laughs> I think you set it up so people understand. I mean, I think a lot of times we get bad rap for being realist, but this was the show that really showed viewers. This is a TV show. Please don't think this is like an authentic because in TV world, as someone who's been on the show, (laughs) everything has to be set up beforehand. Like you can't just show up and start filming. So there has to be a lot of planning going on um, beyond your average planning, beyond the average. I'm going to call my family and tell them next week I'm going to plan. Like it has to be more of a setup. So to Kathleen's point of you could have got Scott more involved. Like there was plenty of time to like explain things to people. Yeah. Well, and bend over backwards for certain members of the family. Yeah. We won't even. But like this, this one, Scott is the father of the actual (laughs) children that didn't even get to go. Like, yeah. Didn't even get told it was half. Well, let me stop. Let's start. Yeah. Kim and Chris and Corey are driven to Malibu while Chris, or excuse me, Kylie, Kendall, and everyone else drove themselves. So that's, I noted that. I thought that was interesting that they got chauffeured there. So this is, last week they told us it was the anniversary of their first date. This episode, which is actually called Celebrating Sex, uh, they mentioned that this is the anniversary of them hooking up. So Chris's words, we are celebrating sex. Very strange, uh, but that's that's this family so I will say I do appreciate that this is more like how they were earlier in the show 
Yeah. They would just say like absurd things. Yeah. Instead of trying to convince us that it was this magical, like very <laughs> cool movie day. night date thing. It's like, yeah, they probably had sparks flying for a long time. They probably made out before and then they finally boned. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, this is, <laughs> this is the day we first fucked. Uh, we should get engaged on this day. Um, so she, they talk a little bit in the car because Kim was kind of asking about the kids. And Chris's reasoning is, I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, P was sick. Travis's kids are older. And Courtney should be the one to break it to her kids. That language, break it to them, was a little strange because, I mean, they've been sucking face for months. They were trying to buy a house. They're trying to have a baby. I don't understand what the breaking it to them would be. You would hope that they would already have this conversation with the kids like, oh, you know what? We're trying to build a family. (laughs) And I'm sorry, if Travis is going to go to the fucking dead dad's grave, why couldn't he? And apparently it sounded like later in the episode when they're kind of like rehashing it, that Travis kind of agreed that he thought the kid should have been there. So maybe Chris talked about it. I don't know. I think they're all acting. So exactly. actually knows. But it's like, if he can make this big deal about going to Robert's grave, he could have said, make something up. Get the kids here. Well, to your Tell point. A, an anniversary party. Who cares? Well, e- well even it's, make it's something. Family dinner. <laughs> make something up is strange because Chris even said we would have had to lie to Scott to get them here. To, well, but why do you have to lie to them? It's not like he doesn't know or suspect that their relationship or is headed down. Tell him. Like yeah. tell him. That's what I'm saying. Literally, you don't have to lie to him. Bend <laughs> over backwards for trash can. That was another embarrassing aspect of this episode. We'll get to shortly after this. But yeah. yeah like, Chris's explanation was not honest. Like there had to have been another reason like mm, it didn't fit her cute little quaint picture. I don't know. Like whatever Chris was saying, it didn't, it just didn't, it didn't. I'd like to assume positive intent. And I feel like in trying to coddle Scott, you kind of deprived Courtney's kids. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it happened. Like they're not doing Scott any favors either. So then, you know, it's like, he feels slighted. The kids feel slighted. Courtney feels slighted. Like, yeah. you know, Courtney very gracefully was like, you know, it's probably my mom's decision. Wasn't one of her best. Whereas like, you yeah. know, sometimes this family can be like brutal on Chris's decision-making, but I just didn't like it because it, again, I felt like they really wanted this cookie cutter, like image of what it was. And it was like, there were already rumors that they got engaged in Vegas at the fight, the MMA fight or whatever. And it was pretty clear. They'd already been talking about getting pregnant uh, with the fertilization doctor early, like already, like that's already out there. So it's like, and you're going on and on talking about talking to everybody and their mom about how he went and talked to everybody, asked everybody for permission, went to Robert's grave. It's like, you can't just like grow a pair of balls and tell Scott like, Hey, what's happening. We don't want to ruin the surprise for Courtney. So like we're breaching the normal thing that we would like her to tell you first so that the kids could be there. Or yeah. Just, and just I lie. Just lie. You, like, and, and, and the lie doesn't have to be so extreme. You can just say 
you know, we want to, you know, the kids, we're bringing the kids down for a dinner. If you really don't want to tell. That's what they did. Like you said, that's what they did for Kim's thing. When she got surprised by Kanye, uh, they didn't tell anybody. Only like Chris, I think, knew. Yeah, yeah. So that everybody was surprised. Yeah. And they just said it was like a birthday thing for Kim. Yeah. So I just, I felt like in trying to, and I'm just going to assume positive tip for Chris. Because if it was, if it was like not telling adults, I would be like, Chris, but I don't feel like she was trying to hurt the children. I think they were trying to figure out a way, which still is not that great, but always trying to make sure Scott's okay. And it's like, he's fine. Like, just get the kids well, and there. I and Mason's like, 12. He's and damn near like they, like, they wanted to coddle like Travis's kids. They're really sucking on the teat of like, look at <laughs> Travis has all his kids. Yeah. And like. I think around this time, too, they're also a little worried about Mason, like, going live on TikTok and stuff. <laughs> like, it felt much more like a manufactured moment, and that drove Chris's decision-making. Well, she said that. She did mention that she feels like Travis' kids are, like, adults. Well, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, Mason's, Mason's 12, so he's kind of older, too. But I think, well, again— they grew up with Courtney's kids. Like, well, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe Atiana drove Landon and Alabama and Carl, which we'll get to next, <laughs> out there. And so, like, I, I know the devil works hard and Chris works hard, but I'm trying to be give her some grace that yeah. it wasn't the best decision, but I don't think your intentions were bad. Yeah. I just think you were very... I like, mean, I question her intentions. Yeah, I'll, I'll be that person. I <laughs> yeah. felt like this family's really good at finding, like, the logical arguments so they don't seem insane. Right, the gaslighting not, the way the fact that Chris could not stick to his story. Yeah, and they went to all this other trouble to like talk to Robert's gravestone and it, tell every single person in the world involved. But you couldn't make sure that court Courtney has made it abundantly clear that like her life is her kids. Yeah, someone couldn't figure out a way to make them feel thought of. It was almost like they weren't even thought of because it was like. Kim's asking about the kids on the way there and Chris gives this weird circular answer. Yeah. Like, if I thought that they were that worried about the kids, why wasn't it stretched out over three episodes? I don't believe that they were that worried about the kids because it was like an afterthought, like five seconds before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I Which, would think they should be like the top of the list. And like, how cute would it have been if Travis asked the kids like, what would you think if I asked your mom to, to marry me yeah. to marry me, and explained what he thought that would mean to them? Yeah. Yeah. That'd have no, been, no one mentioned it. That'd have been a little more touching. <laughs> yeah, but I will applaud Courtney because back in the day, Courtney would have lit Chris's ass up, would have cussed yeah. her out, threw something, all type of shit. So good for you, Courtney. Therapy is doing wonders. Yeah. Uh, or dick. <laughs> I don't know. Which, or a combination of the two. Um fucking Tristan. So Tristan was there. And as Chloe put it, he wasn't going to miss the proposal. So he flew in. Mind you, Tristan was playing for the Sacramento Kings, where I live. Uh, A flight from Sacramento, California to Los Angeles, California is about 30 minutes. Well, and they weren't even in Los Angeles. They were in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, wherever it's, even, it's like a, even closer. <laughs> it's a 10 minute flight. So let's not give him too much that he's like, oh my God, I wouldn't miss. He probably just knew the cameras were going to be there. And was yeah, like, and exactly. Obviously, it's I fucking time. hate Tristan, but it just further validated that this was like a stunt. Yeah. Stunty he fl- thing. Flew and I think in. 
Originally, before he went and got another person pregnant, originally, I think they were trying to angle towards, I mean, you can tell by the storyline with Tristan this episode, uh, they were angling towards him redeeming himself and the ultimate redemption would be when he proposed to Chloe. You could tell that was their plan. That was the setup. Because even Chris was like, you're next. And he's like, no, I'm not. And even Simon was like, or something Simon said about, do you have any surprises? And he's like, no. And he's like, not yet. All the language. You'd think they'd edit it, but they probably were like in too deep and couldn't cut out all the times in this episode. They were leaning like into that narrative that eventually Tristan was going to propose. Meanwhile, Tristan's like, I've got a baby on the way. I don't have time. Well, and, and I don't even think I'd have to double check the timeline, but I think, yeah, they, they, I, they might've even been done with like most of their filming by the time she baby. found out their baby. And I think she was hoping that would go away. I I'm sure she knew. It was just like, hoped it would go away. And then the lady didn't. Well, no shit to Chris. Like I said, I, I like to assume a positive intent, but I do think she understands after doing this for so long, the production of a show. So she probably loved that this all foreshadowed exactly. or like, or was aging poorly because it's going to yeah. make for a better time well, when we like, go over Tristan's baby. I always say this like as a, as a emotional cancer, but also like as a designer, like sometimes it's like worse to be forgotten about mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. to be avoided because someone doesn't want to give you bad feedback, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I feel like that's what sucks the most about the kids getting left out is like, I don't even think it was like as intentional as Chris tried to make it sound in this episode. I think they legitimately just didn't prioritize it because they liked this image that they had in their head and just the kids were like second fiddle. <laughs> Well, what's interesting about that is Chloe even said like, oh, we've been blending for years with the Barkers. And it's kind of like a blended family is the whole thing. You don't have the children here. Like I get what she was trying to say, but she tried to make it feel like it was like a family event. But dreams there every single time. Tristan sheet on you 5,000 times and you bend over backwards. Hey, it's Cheryl's father. Like you could, Courtney's the one person who has like made it abundantly clear. She likes to have her kids around for everything. Yeah. That you couldn't just like get them there. I mean, Penelope walked out with her at her 40th birthday party. Yeah. Like you couldn't just get them there. I don't believe it. I just think Chris was distracted by this like perfect cookie cutter like evening that she had in her head and she didn't want to deal with mess. That might have taken place, like if Courtney didn't didn't get to tell all everything Chris said was doesn't add up. Like just you, whatever you, they should have been there. Period. The best was when Chris was like, "Not only is Travis Barker the most famous drummer oh <laughs> in the most famous band, which okay, but he's so kind on the opposite side of the coin. He's so kind," and I was like. I like how Chris has maintained from start to finish that what is important. Like, let me yeah. highlight what's and important. And that's why all of your daughters are so fucked up. It's like, <laughs> shiny object, fuck everyone else. Fuck the literal children. Like, that's what I just think is so embarrassing. This family goes so far out of the way to say that, like, the way that they treat some of the shit men in their life is because of the children and, like, you just couldn't have them there. Like I just, or you couldn't tell them, even if it was like, oh, they're still young. Like blah, blah, blah. you could have said anything. Like what if you just said, hey, mom and Travis are out of town this weekend. They're doing something really special. We can't wait to tell you about. 
and your mom's going to tell you when she gets back. Like anything. They were like blissfully unaware. Like it was or like, so, like I've, heartbreaking when Penelope like answered the phone and was like traumatized. Oh yeah. She was like, hang the fuck up on that bitch. Yeah. Mason was like, I don't want to de- even deal with your shit. He yeah, wouldn't Mason even answer. Even take the call. <laughs> and Rain was like, whatever. I don't, I don't. What did he say? I don't like it or something. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that. It made me a little sad because like. I miss fiery Courtney. She seemed miserable there towards the end. Uh, not dissimilar to like Dorinda on Real Housewives of New York. It's like, love them, but they were definitely not happy to be filming towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I miss Courtney being like bossy, you know? And I, I, she almost seems kind of like docile in this relationship where she just kind of like, fall, like she's she just goes with the flow of like the Travis show. Yeah. And I'm glad she's happy. If she's happy, great. But it's like, I feel like old Courtney would have been like, like you said, she would have been a lot more pissed that her oh kids God, were there. The hell off. Travis, if he knew her, would have been like, her. if Make he was sure clearly a per- what would Courtney want? It's like, he yeah. likes this idea of Courtney and him. And like the idea that they're this like Disney punk rock couple, which they're not like this, those doll things she like posted. Oh she had God. tattoos. I'm like, Courtney, you don't even have any tattoos. <laughs> Like, I feel like anyone would have guessed Courtney would have wanted the kids there. I don't know. It just, it was, it was sad. It was really sad. The skull sweatsuits, which we'll talk yeah. about later. Even if like, they oh. weren't there, um, somehow they should have been more of an element. The way that it was kind of like a half thought of thing. And then Courtney's like quickly FaceTiming them and they have no like, should I call idea. them? Like, they have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Like, that's a bummer. Yeah. Especially when, when Chloe brought up the point about how like, you know, they all went through that experience when their mom got remarried. It's like, why didn't anyone think of this? Yeah. Uh, I also noted that I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Travis's voice. It kind of is a little bit. Is it kind of like whispers? It's like, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe when you're in love and you're talking to someone you love, your the voice changes I just, tones. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it because I, you know, I do see that it seems like Travis comes off very genuine and sweet yeah. in the things that they describe him. But then you also, you know, hear stories about how like narcissistic he is and how he cheats on, cheated on everyone. Obviously Shana is a nutcracker in herself, but their show, like they were a very toxic couple, both of them. Uh, a lot of the stuff he's done with, Courtney he did with Shayna and like to your point a lot of it's not particularly original just rich yeah yeah. (laughs) you know like I just I can't quite put my finger on it because like they seem happy it seems genuine but is it an infatuation I think we're just overexposed yeah it's like it's hard I I have a hard time getting a read on him because every time I'm like oh it's great all those kids love him and he seems really sweet and Courtney seems happy. Then like you just question it. Like you said, I can't exactly put a finger on why, but it just, I don't know. Um, Kendall <laughs> ha- just had to get real Jenner at the dinner and arm Russell Landon. So there was that. Very stupid. I was like, oh God. Some that's the them places. inserting fun into the <laughs> equation. They need to do a better job. <laughs> um, I, here's something interesting that I noted. Travis. Travis's mom passed away and I did not know that. And unfortunately, this family specifically love a straight they, 
not a straight cat child. They love an orphan. And I was like, Dave, that's it. That is why you're fitting in so well. You only have one parent. So this makes even more sense why you've, you've, you've gelled so quickly, so fast. Because I don't, I don't know if Eunice has parents, but he seems like someone who comes from something pretty stable, meaning he didn't feel like even when he got caught cheating or whatever lying, whatever was going on with him, he didn't feel the need to hold on. He kind of was like, oh, whatever. Bye. <laughs> so that well, makes- we know like Travis, whatever the fuck him and Kylie are doing with their lives. Travis kind of keeps his distance as well. Yeah. Other Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. Uh, Jacquees or Jock. I don't know. Um, Jock or Jacquees. His, you know, his family is very like not like the Kardashians. Just like they've got their strong family. Very normal. Houston. They're normal. They're black. They're not right. like, total opposite on all that stuff. Interestingly enough, Tristan is fine with his mom, but I don't think I, he has. You know, I think he has a strange relationship with his dad. I don't yeah. know if his dad's alive or not, but I know his father isn't like a big figure. Yeah. In his Something life. is clearly wrong with Tristan's wiring uh, <laughs> that he loves the attention. But yeah, so it, I don't know how linear these connections are, but obviously, yes, we know with Scott, we know with Kanye, like this family. Lamar. A traumatized person. Yeah. Um, so when they were calling court, they, when Courtney stepped away to call, because now they're like, you need to tell them in private because this is a private moment. Mind you, it had been on TikTok and Instagram by then. She calls everyone. We already went through what the kids' reaction was. But then all the sisters come in the room. Fucking Kendall. Uh, they bring up Scott. At least Chloe went out of his way to, like, whisper a bit. Yeah, and not like let Courtney hear that Scott felt like so dumb because she's like a foot away, and then (laughs) Kylie comes in like, "Is this a sister meeting without me?" I'm like, Kylie, you didn't film for like five years, right? Exactly. Do you still know these people? But all liars. But at least Courtney whispered and said that Scott feels like he's getting kicked out of the family, which is like so ridiculous. But Kendall brought up like, "Do you even care?" and all this stuff, which. I just don't understand why we give or they give Scott so much attention. It's crazy. Well, and it's like, I get to a degree like Scott being like, wait a minute, like, I'm going to be sad because like he doesn't have family and they have made him feel like family regardless of whatever's going on with Courtney and him. So I could see why he's like feeling that way maybe. But then them bringing up the drama, like, why why wasn't anyone being like the kids should have fucking been here? Like yeah, yeah. Figure out the Scott aside, like Scott will have to deal with it one way or another. The kids should have been more of the equation. Yeah, but they had this right conversation about Scott, and actually Kim was the voice of reason, yeah. jumped in and said, you know, can they they just got engaged? Yeah. Can they enjoy this and we do this tomorrow? <laughs> and even Kim said earlier, again, to the point that Chris was like trying to make it this perfect little like narrative. Kim was like, marriages, marriages. I've had plenty. Like, she's like, but they're trying to have a kid. That's a big deal. I was like, thank you. Like, someone being honest. <laughs> like, like, it, you know, that's the bigger deal here is that they might have a kid together. But then it's like, she has three living children uh-huh, uh-huh. with Scott. So it's like, get over whatever scripted storyline you have about the Scott of it all. Make a couple phone calls and 
and get the fucking kids there. Like you literally like they harp on it so much. Like even Chloe, when she talks about Tristan, like I need true to see her parents doing stuff together. Like, and Courtney's the one person whose kids have been involved with the show from day one. She's the one person who said like, my kids are my life. I don't care if I do anything else. And it was just like such a weird like blip of a conversation. And they just kept focusing on the Scott thing. And I I don't even know if they genuinely feel that way. I just think it's like the storyline they're yeah. so attached to. Exactly. Because even like coming from Kendall was weird. I mean, she does tend to like come left field in group conversations. Like yeah. even when like Caitlin and Chris were going through their shit and they're having a Christmas party and Chris was basically not trying to invite Caitlin. She's like, what about my dad? Like, what about her? She's yeah. kind of being a bitch right now. Like, or even when Rob, when Rob and China were getting their show and they're at the dinner table again. And Chris is like, this will be good for them. And Kendall's like, what are we talking about? Why are we saying this? Yeah. Like she's always coming. I think there was another incident where they were talking about lip fillers and they were yeah. talking about what they wanted. And Kendall's like, nobody needs to get anything done. Kylie, you look like a Bratz doll. So she's always bringing up like, yeah, I definitely do controversial topics. Have, like, unresolved issues. So that generally is like the motivator for what she brings stuff up. Yeah. Just like, she feels like even care about Scott. Like, yeah. honestly, she, she doesn't have to care about him. She spent years. Yeah, caring about like, him. Hey, like we need you need to figure out what the fuck is going on because of the kids, which was brought up later in the episode. But I want to be like, hold up, wait a minute, crying every thirty seconds, Chris, about how great Travis is and how much you miss dead Robert that you cheated on and divorced and married another person and had two children with. What? Why didn't you make this work? <laughs> like, like literally. And it wasn't like when they walked in, there was a giant banner that said engagement or like they watched the proposal. No, they were just having a fucking dinner. They could have brought the kids. Scott could have been like informed. Or like I said, even if they like told him, like, we can't tell you what's going on. We'll tell you later because Courtney wants to tell you herself or something like that. He probably would have guessed. Whatever. Tell the kids it's a dinner. No one had to make it a thing. And if you're going to go call them five seconds later from the other room, they could have been told at the dinner, by the way, this just happened. Well, also like, to bring more light that this is a TV show, there was hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made it so dumb sounding like, again, they were trying way too hard to make this a thing. Like Can that I it, touch up it was a really special engagement, like a normal person would have. And it's like, no, because why was it on a public beach? Yeah. It was literally on TikTok by the second it happened right, as right, it was right. happening. Right. And right, you right. didn't even tell the goddamn kids. And then there's glam and they the stupid story like, oh, they figured I wouldn't be in glam. <laughs> so how nice of them to bring. I love how Courtney doesn't give a fuck anymore. She's getting her check and she's getting boned down. She's like, I feel like everything she says is within in this almost like sarcastic tone where she like says what she knows they want her to say yeah and she thinks it's funny she was always kind of I just felt like her delivery she's like they knew I wouldn't be in glam so they brought glam knowing that in the previous like the end of the e-show that was like a point of contention yeah well I think too she's just more she just seems more relaxed yeah she's not as on edge as she was there's definitely an air of like I'm saying this is what they told me to say, you know, there's like an air of like, 
smirk to her tone. And so it's like, I don't know, the whole thing was just hard to swallow. And and then again, they're contradicting themselves because they talk about the blended families and the Barker kids being there. They Chloe talks about Tristan and how important it is, all this work he's doing so they can show true. I'm like, all of it. It's like, you sound dumb when you say that right after you literally forgot about the person who the whole thing was supposed to be about, Courtney. <laughs> he forgot to like. Who, by the way, clearly kids. does not want a wedding. So. Yeah. She's going to give a shit. Like. Does not, want a, does not want a wedding at all. Doesn't have a date. But on top of that, she, even the wedding her, itself, she's like, no, none of you are going to be there. Yeah. Like, it's like, this isn't. And she was like, yeah, we do. We do romantic dinners all the time. I just assumed that's what we were doing. Like she because, didn't again. Anything, like she was just kind of like, okay, like that's cool. Travis's thing, right? It's like nothing special. He's just rich, so he can do things yeah. on that like, level. Again, she's probably happy. She seemed happy, but it's like the pomp and circumstance was like Chris projecting onto her so much, and just like I said, then they sound so dumb when they say this other say this about other things, and it's like you didn't you didn't tell her kids. Like that's fucking weird. Like if I. Them of all people should know with the blended family and going through divorce and remarries that, I mean, people love that shit when like the new dads, like ask the kid for the, or like include them in the proposal, get them their own little ring and stuff. Like the step, I'm not a stepdad. I'm the one who stepped in like all that bullshit. They usually hold up that sign. Will you marry me or mommy? Will you marry Travis? It's very weird that they weren't included. Um, Chloe goes to Scott's house to check on him. She brings all these goodies or whatever, and he's changed his tune now to, I think Kathleen said it earlier that now he's like, I'm not caught off guard. I pretty much figured out what's going on. She seems happy. And then it got snarky how he's like, well, good luck to Travis. because She's not easy. I'm like, you both are actually pain in yeah. the asses. So maybe, maybe it will help Chloe to, I mean, excuse me, Courtney to not have to deal with the pain of an, in an ass. So she can be a little more relaxed. And I love Cor- Chloe, like laying it on thick with the like psychoanalyzing now. Cause she's in therapy with Tristan and she says beta blockers like 13 times an episode. <laughs> when this woman clearly was anti like mental health care for like the entirety of the show, uh, she starts like psychoanalyzing him. And she's like, this may be like the way that he's feeling. And this is like how it's coming out. And I need to, you know, validate his feelings, but I'm not going to be pulled into like, she sounded ridiculous. And I'm like, for Scott, he didn't sound that snarky. He also didn't sound that delusional. Like he was like pretending he was fine and he wasn't. Like he sounded pretty straightforward. He did. It's up until the end when he was like, she's not easy. If it was anybody else, like if Eunice said that, I would get that. But the fact that we know Scott's behavior, it was kind of like, well, you're not a fucking walk in the park. Yeah. So. Yeah. But also like Courtney was pretty rough on Absolutely. Absolutely. Both of them were. They both are. They cut off each other. Dream people. people And you know what? When someone's telling you, talking to you about how you're an ex that your family tried to get you to be married to for like a decade and you have three kids, is telling you about the new thing and everyone's like over worrying, like a little slip of snark is fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, Courtney is actually a difficult person. And that's fine. Their personality. She's an Aries. She's an oldest child. My sister is a oldest child and Scorpio, and she's difficult. Like, actually, she's a Sagittarius, even more. 
So yeah, it's like, that's fine. You can be a challenging person because you deserve that, you know, like Courtney like, is her own person. It's, it was be like, I am high maintenance. Fuck you. So it was the right I, message. Wrong messenger. Yeah. I just, like I anyone funny, else said that. I thought it was so funny that Courtney. This is their thinking, and or maybe it's their storyline they wrote. I don't know, but there's th- her thinking immediately that he's switching into like, I'm everything's fine mode. I'm like, what if you just listen to him or just let him be like, like pretending he's fine and he's not really fine? Like, why are you instantly like psychoanalyzing him and making it this? You continually make it this thing. If you just said like, look. You're allowed to feel a type of way. They're getting married. I thought you should know. You need to pull it together for the kids. You need to talk to Courtney. Like, why does it have to be this weird push and pull and like psychoanalyzing? It's like, what if you just let him be like slightly bitter, but like deal with it? Well, Courtney, excuse me. God damn. Chloe updated Courtney from the car and it was like, whatever, whatever. And then she, but she doesn't think she needs to talk to Scott. That is where I was kind of like, Courtney, you, Scott, need to have a conversation yeah. with your kids on what this means. However, I think it's weird you haven't had these because you've been trying to like buy a house and have a baby. Even though Courtney went on to say, we don't have any plans uh, yet. You're trying to have a baby and we just sat through house hunting. You have plans. Yeah. And I get, I kind of, I understand how she wouldn't want to deal with Scott. I mean, I get it. It's not like easy and no one has these conversations, but for the kids to have an example of what communication yeah. looks like, that would be, you know. Well, and especially with how much this family harps on like the shit that Tristan gets to do because he impregnated Chloe once. Like, it's like contradictory to everything they've been trying to sell us since the dawn of time with children first like show solidarity like togetherness blah, 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 blah. I'm like it's on Courtney too you know back to the fact that they weren't there you know Courtney hadn't dealt with it yet Courtney hasn't you know if Courtney had said like if Trav I'm sure her and Travis had already had this conversation like I said I think they were already engaged at some point how does she, how did she even explain the relationship with Travis to the kids? Like yeah. she could say that or like, again, lie to them, like just whatever, like, and not wanting to talk to them if, about having another kid, like that just creates like another, again, my parents never got divorced. So I don't know from firsthand, but I know from hearing from other parents or children of divorced families, not feeling included the decisions mm-hmm. is what creates resentment and if it if that's actually what's happening it makes me sad for Courtney's kids and again you wonder if Courtney's just like in la la land with Travis and he it seems like she's kind of just does whatever he says uh whether he intends to be controlling or she's just in stigmatized I don't know <laughs> but yeah it, it makes you wonder like why is the more emphasis not being put on like including the kids in their relationship alone, just that. But then if they plan to move in together, if they plan to get married, if they plan to have kids, like those are easy conversations to have, at least with Mason. Like Mason's what, two years younger than Alabama? Like I think it's, their situation is a little bit more important to communicate because they're public figures. Like it's not like, 
you know, they can just go try to have a baby. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it doesn't work, your children never knew you were trying to have a baby. But when like you're Kourtney Kardashian, Travis Barker, and it's on a TV show, yeah, you might want to have that conversation. And that like phony ass engagement, like it literally was already like being posted on the internet as it was like happening. Yeah. And it's like, these kids get to have TikTok. So it's like, it's just, I don't know. Nothing they say adds up. They just, when something's convenient, they stick to that story and then just like leave out all these details. And in this situation, you left out your own children. <laughs> like whoever did, that's fucked up. Or maybe they knew in the background. I don't know. Yeah. But unfortunately Hopefully. being a public figure and ha- well, be having a reality show t- tackle these topics. You need to talk to somebody. We Mason's ass. Um, we'll talk about Kanye and Kim at the end. Well, since we're still on Travis and Courtney. So they went to San Diego. They took a tour bus. If you're wondering why Travis does not like to fly. He's had like a lifelong fear of flying. And then he got into a plane accident, a plane crash. So he doesn't fly. So they took a tour bus, uh, wearing matching skull sweats because, you know, Courtney just absorbed Travis's personality. Um, they went to a fertility clinic, um, and it's the first time they've made it to an egg retrieval. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they were supposed to do it and they keep missing the date, but that's I mean, f- I will say it is like a time timing yeah. thing and it can be tricky. Yeah. And you know, if he travels a lot for work or something, maybe I, I, I that's what I interpreted it as yeah. is that like, or like my friends going through it and like her doctor wasn't around. I was like, what kind of fertility doctor doesn't have a backup? They were doing like a offsite with the company, like the uh, office. And she's like, uh, you told me this was urgent and like I needed to prioritize like my next ovulation might be like my last shot. And then they called the doctor and they, did, they didn't even have a backup. Wow. Like usually when your kid's going to get delivered, uh, the, in the, if the doctor has to be is unavailable for any reason. There's always a backup doctor plan. <laughs> American health care. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's what I interpreted as is that the, the caching, the egg and the schedule and the doctor all at the same time can be challenging. So she had one follicle. I will say this to say, because I say it, I think I've said it for like the past three episodes that Courtney froze her eggs So I finally Googled it just so I can give you guys a reference. She froze her eggs in 2018, um, allegedly, because that was on the show. I think she even talked about it um, on some interview she did not too long ago, maybe a year or so ago. So um, I really wish just for someone like me who doesn't really know the process because and I know a lot of women freeze their eggs. So now I'm like, so even if you freeze your eggs, are you still going to have to do an egg retrieval? Like, I guess that's where I'm kind of confused as a truly ignorant person to the IVF game. Because what's the point of freezing them if you got to fucking yeah. do this? I this definitely is- don't particularly understand it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I just know, like, pieces of it from, like, hearing about friends doing it yeah. or, like, celebrities. But I really have never dug into the ins and outs of it. I get the sense with this Travis thing. Like, for one, they want a storyline. and for two I think maybe the process with the frozen eggs is like different Mm -hmm. 
been what they're trying to do now because I there was it seemed like there was emphasis from Courtney on how she wanted it to be like with Travis like going through the process with Travis I mean she had some weird like complex in her brain that like those eggs that she froze then it was a different time and I wasn't with Travis and like uh, like I need it to be with Travis right now like I don't know that's what I was like getting Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a scientific reason they couldn't use the eggs, but yeah. it seemed like the only thing is really unless those bent on it being like a process they were doing together. Unless those eggs just weren't quote unquote good or usable or whatever have you. Because I know Chloe said her issue is she doesn't have strong enough eggs to freeze. So when she yeah. they do hers, they got to like fertilize the egg well, like right away. And the so, doctor said at some point that some of the eggs were too old to be viable. Yeah, so yeah. maybe those were the frozen ones. But again, they're not making it particularly clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, wait, because that's, I mean, money's not a object to them. But other women have to spend money, Your bo- put your yeah. body through some extreme hormonal yeah, things. Expensive. And, and all that I, so I can't fucking use them oh no that's why I got the sense it's like they just love the dramatics of being like the egg is in me now and your <laughs> sperm is in you now and then we're gonna get it out now and then we're gonna do them together like I just it seemed very much like that and even when Travis was like I'm gonna lay in the back with you when you're done and I'm like I'm just going to lay down know with you. the egg retrieval thing is probably slightly uncomfortable. I think you have to do, you go under anesthesia like she described. Like you might be groggy after it, but it, was, it felt dramatic. Um, like <laughs> Shout out to the nurse that had to sit there and answer those questions about spit and bodily girl, fluids. Was just like, she was not entertained. She all. was not <laughs> laughing. She's like, bitch, take this fucking cup and just fill it and stop asking me these dumb both of you are damn near 50 like stop with the bullshit <laughs> she was not into it at all and yeah, i think and this is where i think this is where e's editing is better e has like fun music in the background turkey like noises yeah yeah this was just awkward and, and this like poor person who's like she's probably like an intern too because she was pretty young just <laughs> yeah. like sticking to the script like i don't want to get sued and but it's just like it's just, again, that's what made me feel like maybe there's, like, an infatuation, especially with this family's weird thing about having kids have the same dads and, like, biologically, like, matching children, which apparently Courtney doesn't give a fuck about. She just wants Travis's seed right now. That's her focus. Uh, that I've, the way that she was, like, I know they wanted to, like, insinuate she was going to give him a blowjob or something when she was, like, the spit, but it also made me feel like she wanted, like, a piece in there, you know, like yeah, this yeah. weird, like this weird obsession with like commingling body fluids. Yeah. <laughs> and because she asked if like his spit can be in there. And I'm like, why the fuck would his spit be in there? Like, what yeah, is like, thing? I don't like, they're just like had this weird, like sort of voodoo aspect to it or something <laughs> where it's like, we want it to be like a moment where we combine our seed. And well, like, I didn't, that's what I felt like. She was like, fuck those frozen eggs. Like I need it to be an egg that is in my body now that Travis has ejaculated on, even if. And why couldn't they like fuck in the tour bus? Is it standard to just let your patients fuck in the office? Just lower the blinds? Yeah, everything about it is strange. Usually the- like I know men have to jack themselves off. I know when they give like samples for things, but usually yeah. you can. I know this from the movie Forget Paris. You can like sperm samples are good 
for at least like, I mean, I think two hours, something like, it's not like an immediate thing. Like you don't need to put it in the cup, seal it, but like yeah. there's a time frame, but it's very doable. Like I and thought they would get cut of sperm. Yeah. I thought they would at least go to So like, even if you get a little bit of it, you'll be fine. <laughs> I thought they were going to at least like, okay, we're going to go to the tour bus and get this sample, you know, since we're down here in San Diego and then we'll just come back in. But the fact that the doctor's office was like, let me put on some music and pour some wine for well, you guys. And like, <laughs> usually like, I don't know if they do this for couples when they're doing in vitro, but like, if you go to if a man is doing a sperm donation or like getting his sperm tested, there's just like a room with some porn and they like jerk yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's thing. what I'm saying. Like, it, it felt, it just felt so like, calculated and like a storyline but it, yeah it did make me wonder if there's like this weird like they have some weird infatuation with them doing it like together but then then it got me curious because they talked about how like the doctor's talking about how if it's a viable egg and they have enough sperm then they'll try to get an embryo and then they'll implant it and I'm like well if they can't get pregnant the nap you know the boning way should like should does she need to carry the child then it then I'm like why don't they just do a surrogate or adopt but it's like yeah it's like I can't add it all up I I'm like if she can't get pregnant by just having sex like wouldn't that mean if they implanted the egg she'd be like super high risk I don't know how any of it works. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know people will do in vitro uh, if they got a sperm donor because the man's sperm wasn't viable or whatever, or they were doing it by themselves and they didn't have a partner. I don't get any of this. So if yeah, anyone out there is like a fertility doctor and wants to explain all of this. Uh, I think it's just a super high level look at them trying to have a baby, but with with disregard that we've kind of did this before with Courtney, so it's like okay. And um, I, yeah, again, I think they love the i the idea of the story that now Travis and Courtney are doing it together. They're at the appointments together. Travis is going to lay in the back of the bus with her when she comes off for anesthesia because he needs to take care of her. It's like it's so dramatic. Like, yeah, it's, so it's a full storyline. So that's where we left them in the fertility office. Also, a little. I wish they would again, use their platform. It'd be interesting to hear a little bit more. Again, I want to, maybe I need to go back and watch the episode and not be doing my taxes when they first started talking about this, but I want to know like why this specific treatment, but you're still going to carry because, you know, you, women's risks as far as carrying child, child, like skyrocket after you turn 34. Uh, and they're still there between like 25 and 34. It's a geriatric uh, pregnancy. <laughs> a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> uh, so I'm just curious, you know, I think it'd be interesting to find out like what, personally, I think Courtney doesn't seem like your average 42 year old. She seems pretty fit and like has the best um, nutritionist around. So she could probably carry a child. And I don't think that's out of the story, but it'd be interesting to learn like what are the factors the risk factors. The risk factors, like, why did, you know, what what was her decision-making decide to carry, but, like, couldn't get pregnant the regular way? Not regular. That makes it sound like the preferred way. Just the way where the penis is in the vagina. Couldn't get pregnant that way. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just weird they're putting so much emphasis on certain details and then, like, none on the other. 
I think again, I just they just want it. I love how I love how Courtney had a lot of questions about the condom. Like, girl, you you guys are not using condoms, so you can put that away. Yeah, Uh, uh -uh. the whole thing was forced. (laughs) Kanye and Kim. So Chloe and Kim go on a walk. I wonder if like this production team cannot scout locations because I felt like with E we got a lot more like restaurants and like shopping stores. They're oh, like Natalie outside. documentary style. <laughs> They're outside a lot. Um, so basically, Kim was telling Court uh, Chloe, huh, that Kanye was like not happy. He left during her SNL monologue. He didn't like the language of divorce. He rather, she said, file for divorce. And he cannot believe she would call him a rapper. He is so much more than that. <laughs> so he was not having it. And yeah, that was that. It's weird because I see where Kanye is coming from, like the tiniest. And when I say tiniest, the only reason I can kind of be like, okay, I see your point. Because Kim made sure that Corey was okay with the jokes. We saw that. And it's kind of like, if anyone you should have been asking if you're okay, it's probably Kanye. Should have been someone you should have been I feel like, like we get that. You get the impression she didn't want to run stuff by him because he he's, you know, she Sensitive. says later he's used to getting what he wants and everything being his vision, which is, seems pretty true. But you can't have your cake and eat it too, Kim. It's like she wanted him to be there for clout. She wanted him to hook her up with all his comedian friends. Well, and she for wanted clothes. Him to style her. Yeah. Yes. It's like, but then you don't want to deal with him like controlling your jokes. Like, I wouldn't have had him involved at all so that I could roast him and he could fuck off. Like, if you're divorced. But it, that's why I think I think that's a valid reason for him to get pissed off. Like, and who knows if what Kim regurgitated was actually what he said, although it sounds accurate. So that's why I said that. I mean, the tiniest bit, like yeah. I'm it's from like, that angle. Like, Bitch, why'd you bring me out here and then like didn't even like warn me like what the jokes are gonna be? That being said, right. the jokes he's getting mad at are dumb. Like yeah. it's dumb that that he would be mad. He just it's a control thing, and maybe yeah. again, maybe this is just what Kim's saying. But like, yeah. Why are you so hell bent on it being filed for divorce, not Versus divorce? When yeah. you guys barely speak, and but then she also did that Donda show. It's like, why did you do that? Yeah, why did you do that, Kim? Like they just were never on the same page. And I'll go back to that every single time. Natalie and I have long held this opinion that it's not Kim versus Kanye. We're not taking sides. Both of these people were not on the same page. Never on the for same page. <laughs> it's yeah. like. I, and that's why I said tiniest bit, because at the end of the day, yeah, I don't feel like Kim did anything wrong to him. And like, it really wasn't that deep. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe you should have checked in with him. If you had, if you could check in with Corey of all fucking people that don't really even matter, you could have at least checked in with Kanye. Because Kanye probably would have said, can you just change that to file divorce? Oh, and can you just change that to like fashion designer and rapper? And then we're good. I didn't love that he said that too. I mean, again, if he said that, because I watched the clip of the monologue and it's like, she is describing him as a rapper, but then she also describes him as a genius and yeah, talked yeah. about how he styled her. Yeah. And then says the reason they got divorced was his personality. I'm like, why wouldn't you get mad at that, Kanye? Right. I was like, it wasn't like she said like 
and Kanye, the rapper, you know, like she didn't yeah. identify him as a rapper. She said he is the best rapper. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. In of rappers and then talked about all these other things about him. It's like, I thought it was not a rapper. <laughs> she said that, you know, he's used to getting his way with everybody. And Chloe's like, yeah, everybody. And she's like, I've never seen it before like this. But I'm like, but that's For your you, eyes closed. <laughs> but that's what you liked about him. So now you can't, you can't weaponize that now yeah. that you're on the yeah. other side of this. You let him control thing. your life for a decade or whatever. You even when they kind of gloss over like when he had different opinions than you and you let him have them because you were your wife. Chloe sounded like a fucking idiot. Uh <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. You let when you were benefiting from it. You let him call all the shots. You let him do insane things and ha- offer no explanation when you were like at his ranch the next week in leather chaps and talking about 14 Frisian horses. Like, own your shit, Kim. Like, and I think yeah. a good lesson is like, no one's saying shit on Kanye in public. Obviously, you're his wife. We wouldn't expect you to like publicly go against him, but it was clear that she wasn't even trying to correct him in private. Like, no, no she just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted because she didn't want to deal with it. And she liked the benefit of him staying in her good graces. Like, right. Or exactly. her staying in his good graces. Yeah. It's like, you just let him do whatever. Just like everybody else who lets him do whatever the fuck. Because they want to stay in his good graces. Because they like what he gives them. Yeah. Well, we already know Kanye gets wherever he wants. I mean, remember the Band-Aid situation? When, like, she yeah. didn't get him a Band-Aid? And he was like, if I was saint, you'd get me a Band-Aid. Well, yeah, it's my fucking two-year-old son. And I think it's it's sad, the Kanye of it all, because even if he is this, you know, raging narcissist who's said and done all these horrible things over the last couple of years, it is a disservice to him that no one is honest with this man. Yeah, yeah. No one... And maybe he is at a place where he's unmanageable, like he once said, uh, and people have tried to help him and he's lashed out at them. So maybe it is a really difficult task, but also all these other people don't need to like ass lick and like let him do whatever, including this family. Like that created even more room for him to just lash out when anyone gave him constructive feedback or pushed back on something he wanted. Like, mm-hmm. it's just made it that much worse. <laughs> or simply, like, disagree. Well, mem- I mean, like, we can, like, go down the timeline or, you know, pick up different events. Like, when Kylie got the Puma deal, that was, like, a whole thing. And it was, like, Kylie is not married to Kanye. Kanye's not married. Ky- like, you all are in the same family at the end of the day, but not like that. Like, let Kylie get her fucking coins. Yeah. And, and you can do what you do with Adidas. Like, it was just, like... <laughs> that time family counts and then other times family doesn't count like right 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 so I don't I like that Kim didn't entertain him I saw where Kanye was coming from the tap the tiniest bit but I think Kim was right being like you know what I just need to take the baby bar and do me because there's no pleasing you um yeah uh, of all the things that Joe could have been yeah it was Pretty tamed. Harmless. And he wasn't even mad about being like his personality. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty tamed. Um, yeah. yeah, but that was the episode. I think we gave it way too much to deserve. If we make it, if we made it sound interesting, it was not. <laughs> 
I think we talked about it better than the actual episode. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I will say that I paid a little bit more attention to this episode. I was not doing my taxes or laundry or cooking. Uh, I was waiting for my computer to update and it didn't. Uh, So maybe I was paying more attention, but I do feel like this episode had a little bit more like meat to it. Body, yeah. I was genuinely offended by a lot of the things that happened in this episode. (laughs) And there was some level of genuineness. I think like when they called the kids, I think that was like, I mean, I'm not, I don't know for sure, but it seemed like North and uh, Penelope and Rain's actions were uh, genuine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't like Saint finding the Roblox game. <laughs> yeah, that felt very forced, but it seemed like when Penelope was like, hang up, and like the Siri, like, turned the thing off, that like hurt. Like, it like cut to the core of me. I was like, yes, P, don't take that shit. Hang up on our bitch ass. Yeah. I'm gonna go um, stomp around in my red cowboy boots. <laughs> All righty, let's do some time mail. Time mail. I like this one. I almost read it last week, but Met Gala. Give Kravis some more love, please. Oh, honey. Love you, gals. And so happy the pot is back in action, but I'm sad you're not loving Kravis. Look how happy Court is. This love story gives me life and hope. She deserves this so much, and they will for sure be getting hitched. The baby thing might be a bit too hard at her age though otherwise everything else i agree with just saying much love from lizzie oh lizzie honey you know lizzie, what it's your heart it's rest your heart it's not really anything <laughs> against i have against kravis i have been down this road with this family way too many times to get invested um they take everything i love literally i mean chloe and lamar was the first thing you love chloe and lamar guess what crack crack run what is, I was saying this the other day with like dogs were on a walk. What's it called? It's like ran wet and put away or ran hard and put away wet or something. Or something like that. Like the analogy of like racehorses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you like rode hard and something put like that. Put away wet. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, they just, when something like gets traction, this family just like squeezes the life out of it. Because it's not sustainable to keep staying on the edge of relevancy. And we talk about that with Kim all the time. It just, it's not sustainable. So I think that's my hesitation with the crevice of it all. I keep saying that saying, sorry, everybody. Um, I like, I agree with uh, Lizzie. I like the idea of it. I like that they were friends before. I like that they're age appropriate for each other. I like that they, their kids have known each other for a long time. And I like the idea that Courtney's happy and getting her back blown out consistently. Those are all things that I like. But to Natalie's point, I think they're a little overexposed at this point. It's very one note. Like, our tongues, black, tattoos, Disneyland. Like, okay. Like, it's it's not coming off particularly genuine right now. And I don't think that that's on either of them intentionally, per se. I think Kravis or Travis likes love bombing. I think Courtney is just like in finally in this place where she let her guard down to like be wooed and she's just yucking it up. And yeah, so they might be, it might be an infatuation. They don't realize this come is becoming like 
blinding. Who knows? Maybe they're happy. They love Disneyland and they're going to live happily ever after uh, with matching tattooed dolls. But yeah. I don't yeah, know. No. no, I've done it too many times. Too many couples. Fairly apathetic about them, I would say. Chris <laughs> Humphreys. Chris Humphreys and Kim. I spent like dedicated two hours of my life or how many hours this wedding special was. 72 <laughs> days later, she's getting a divorce. Um, love Kylie and Jordan. They fucking took that away from me. Loved Kylie as a normal girl. Ruined that. Tumblr Kylie, dead and gone. Here comes Tyga. So, yeah, no, anything that you remotely love, they will find a way to take it from you. So I say just be an observer. Don't get in, don't get emotionally involved. Definitely don't put your feet in Courtney's shoes because Courtney's not normal. Like, I, will, this, I mean, I used not to support her only because we'd been attached to them because yeah. the show, like, kept it going. And I always thought that Scott was funny and earlier – Courtney and Scott had a funny like banter style. So I was always like a sport holdout, like maybe, but then towards the end, it was just like, okay, let it go. Like everybody move on. <laughs> and Kim and Kanye, we both said like, this was like the diverging of our worlds, like or merging of our worlds. Like this is so great. And look at that, that fucking backfired. Right. So, I mean, we'll just see how this ends, but I'm not, I'm not getting invested. I don't have, I don't have it in me, but good luck to them. Like if they actually get married, I think this, this letter was written before this episode and you can tell like Courtney is not, I think she likes being engaged. I don't still don't think she's buying into actually marrying Travis. And if she did, it just feels like she would want to do it low key. Nobody ever knows type thing. Also, not to be um, ageist uh, to Lizzie, but one of our other, like, disciples was messaging me about something, and she, like, didn't believe that I was, I'm 34, almost 35, now I was 35. 35. Like, we're, like, we're in a different <laughs> bracket sometimes, so we might be a little bit more cynical about some of this romance stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's from this family in particular. Let, exactly. let me be clear. If this was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, this is cool, but... Them, I've been down this road way too many fucking times. Yeah, even Landon was like, this will last for a while. Like, he didn't even say forever. He's like, yeah, I see this. Kim was like, marriage, well. marriage. I've had like five marriages. Oh, and Kim was like, bitch, fuck a marriage. I might do it again just for kicks, but it's really like, not that deep. a nice even number. <laughs> Takes everything from me. Um, okay, let's do why is Chloe so rude? Hi, lovelies or lovies. I was watching the third episode of the quote unquote new show. And the entire time I kept getting irked by Chloe. She has always been rude to Chris. To be honest, they are all rude to her. But during the episode, Chris was trying to walk down memory lane and she keeps shutting her down. Like, girl, I get it. My mom stays telling the same stories, but I listen to them because it's my mom. Also, I wouldn't dare to catch an attitude with her. She also complains that she's always the one to get dragged along with her mom and she doesn't want to. So, sis, don't go. Anyways, love you guys. (laughs) Yeah. We, I would just like had this conversation with my parents the other day when we were over there because my dad gets so excited to tell teacher Bay stories and my dad's stories are dad generally stories. dad stories <laughs> dad and stories. He, he knows that he repeats them. It's like part of the joke is that he repeats them and he's like, have I told you this one yet? And my mom has some word I can't remember now. I want to say it's like an edge story or like 
something like that. Like she's like, oh, this is an edge story. It's like a filler. Like it's like just pieces of information, not quite a full arc. <laughs> not really a story, but I just like yeah. Uh, we joke with my parents, but yeah, I wouldn't be like, fuck you, dad. I don't want. I don't want to because we used to go on drives all the time as kids, and we'd be so annoyed because drives were always actually to look at real estate, but they mm-hmm. didn't want to tell us that they wanted to move. They never did. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but they would do that. He would be like, oh, that house over there, uh, so-and-so used to live there. He had a he had a blue Chevy. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a contractor or maybe an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bucky's story. <laughs> so Chloe shouldn't have been so grumpy. I did think it was funny when she's like, let me muster up the ability to give a fuck because the fuck yeah yeah but that's not like to the it writer's like point easy. that was like funny but yeah that's how they talk to each other and I yeah. think for a while they've been trying to play up this like Chris and Chloe duo because I think when the show first aired like she would call Chloe to like move a mattress like like she like Chloe gets the I actually think Chloe might be one of the, well, Kim's the nicest to Chris at the end of the day, but I think Chloe will entertain Chris more. Like we'll go with her on the, to the winery or we'll have dinner with her, do something with her. So for the show, specifically for the sake of the show. Um, Let's see here. Let's do dealing with the Tristan. Uh, Right. Thoughts and prayers. Hello, sweeties. First and foremost, I'm beyond grateful and elated to have you guys back. In fact, having Natalie on Keeping Up and then announcing the return of the podcast really indicated that this would be a good year for me. So thank you for everything. One thing that I appreciate about the pod is that you guys will listen to our problems and offer really sound advice, which is why I can't go to Reddit and risk some idiot weighing in on my situation. (laughs) They know nothing about but let me just get straight into it. I've been dating my childhood friend for about seven months. Uh, I'll be turning 24 in less than a week. So she's probably 24 now. And up until this, oh God, his egregious, egregious, say that word, egregious, yeah, egregious lying <laughs> around the three month mark. Ooh, child. I really thought the world of him. We got along perfectly and never had any conflicts or drama. Now that I know, what he is capable of lying of and denies reality to the point where I don't believe anything. Gaslighting. Kathleen, oh, Kathleen's gaslighting, red, red flag. He tells me he will stop lying and considers it an act of coward cowardice. But recently I caught him in a big lie because I don't trust him. I checked his emails and saw that he lied to his employer about his dad dying so he could put off the hiring process since they were urgently hiring you know what's so fucked up about that is you have to work there like this is some lie you can tell and then you'll never see that why would you lie about paradise that's fucking psychotic i know he was lying because when i asked him in a probing manner i found out that his dad is in fact alive and he gave me a vague answer to why he didn't take the job right away I have a problem confronting him because this would mean I have to come clean about snooping. But I feel like I have to check him because he went a whole spit on whole spill on how he would stop. It's a serious it's serious to me because he loves his dad despite not having a close relationship with either parent. What should I do, sweeties? I know my standards and worth, but have I become complacent, Chloe? Other than lying, he's super compassionate. 
were compatible as fuck and just a stand-up guy to my knowledge and to my face. I apologize if it's too wordy and confusing, but I could really use your help. I will try to write in more about the Kardashian-related topic in a non-burner account. LMIO. Love you guys. You're doing amazing. Why to the employer doesn't bother me that much? It's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a red flag, though, that it's such a huge lie. Well, and I think it adds to the culmination of lies. True. Like, he's not just lying to you. He lies compulsively. <laughs> right. And why is he lying to the job? Because he's putting off commitment of signing to a job. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. The, the reasons for lying are also valid. All of this, even before we got to lying to the the com- employer about your dead dad that's not dead, red flags. Yeah, that the lie itself. Bad, it's bad, not bad. so much the employer, it's the actual lie. Dead I, dad? Yeah. Yikes. I can be a complacent Chloe. And so I'm speaking from the heart here. It's really hard to just be like, that's all bad. Just break up. That's really hard to do. What I will say is that situations, similar situations I've been in to this, a very similar one, uh, it will run its course and the the breakup will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're feeling you're not quite ready to like pull the trigger, it's going to happen because this, this is writings on the wall. The fact you're having these concerns, it's just a matter of time before it boils to a head and I think a lot of guys or anybody guys and girls and anything on the spectrum of binary genders non-binary genders uh sometimes people who are not good with themselves and not in a place to be in a relationship and not secure enough to express that will just do things that are shitty until someone's like you're shitty and then they feel like, oh yeah, see, I knew I was shitty. You know, it's like it's like a create manifest destiny is always what I say, but that's it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, I think is the right word, uh, or right phrase. So yeah, I think maybe this person is just like doing these things, knowing that eventually shit will hit the fan. I do think you should own up to snooping because that you shouldn't like beat yourself up over it. It's just an indicator that something was not good in the relationship. If you felt compelled to do that, but own it because it's not a healthy relationship. If you're feeling the need to do that, it's not a healthy relationship. (laughs) If he's already lied at the three month mark. And like I said, I've been in a situation, very similar timeline and stayed in it. And you know, it, it just keeps coming back. And when there's no trust, it will come back forever. Even if if you had kids and you're married and you're committed to owning a house together or something, maybe I'd say go to a marriage counselor and figure it out. But it is very hard to bring trust back into the equation when it's been broken. And trust is given. It's just a thing that you have to be like at peace and like confidence and secure enough that you can just give it. You can't look at emails and hope there's nothing bad in there. It's just something that you have to decide. I'm trusting this person and I'm everything else that happened before is like off the table. Yeah. I was going to do that. If you think he's going to lie again, because he's probably going to lie again. Also girlfriend, not to be ageist again. You're 24. 
It's only been seven months. I'm not saying only is a bad thing because I moved in with my boyfriend after like six months, which is totally different than any other relationship I've ever had. But I'm 34. <laughs> and so I've dated, I've had a lot of dating terrible experiences. So you're still young. You will find someone else if you decide to leave. I also get dating people that you're friends with before is hard because it holds a lot of extra weight because there's comfort there, you know, the same people and you're afraid you'll lose them as a friend. Unfortunately, that's just what you got to do because you have to protect yourself and you're in a bad situation here. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing about the checking of the emails and the devices, which is already a huge indicator that you don't trust him. Uh, But also too, it's just, Yeah, you don't want to make decisions based on past behaviors to Kathleen's point. Like if you're going to move on with him, you have to move on. Like you can't really bring up the past or be like, oh, fuck, I think he's lying because he lied about X, Y and Z. It's like a very unstable way to live. So you're either going to like take him at his word, move forward or just be like, you know what, I'm I'm actually too my mind cannot handle dating you because I'm thinking about all these other things and I'm 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 worried that you're doing the X, Y, and Z or you're lying to me. So let's just not date. It sounds like you guys were childhood friends and it's nothing to say like, let's just go back to being friends and maybe revisit dating when either one of us is on a better, in a better area because we don't know why he's lying. He might be afraid to tell the truth because dot, dot, dot. Like, I don't think liars are bad people. I think liars just have exactly. a fear it goes of like the intention of it. It's like, yeah, yeah. there seems to be a fear behind this lying. Yeah. Uh, versus like a serial cheater, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> who likes to compulsively lie, which he might be too. I'm not ruling that out. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like there's something that's driving him to do this, which doesn't excuse it by any means. It just. At all means he's not emotionally available yeah it might be emotionally immature (laughs) (laughs) because i don't give a fuck if you lie to a job but the lie of the dad dying is an extreme lie (laughs) it's okay to feel like places of tension in a relationship and you work through them yeah but you have to feel secure that both people are on the page of like getting through them. You have to have communication. These are all things that are like, it's not there if you're feeling like he, in, it sounds like he got the first lie, the egregious lying. It sounds like that first strew of lies, because that's more than one. He got caught. That's not the same as him being like, I lied about this because I was scared or whatever. So all those things aside, I know it's hard. I wouldn't say break up with them tomorrow because I always hated that kind of advice because it's like, well, that's hard. I will give you hope, though, that I pr- it probably will work itself out in a not pleasant way, but let it. <laughs> that's the universe and God telling you. <laughs> He's probably more <laughs> offended because they're childhood friends and you're like, if we're actually friends and you're fucking yeah. lying to me. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I have definitely done the dating people I grew up with and yeah, exactly. It's like more offensive to all these people that we know and that you, I get the fear, but it's like you made a mockery out of me. Yeah. Made yeah, a mockery yeah. Out of, and now I feel like now there's all this weirdness with friends. It's like he should be extra careful with you because you are child friends. 
not would think, yeah. extra shady. <laughs> he should be extra transparent. You should be extra careful, like move slow because you guys know each other, you know, have a history, very respectful of each other's boundaries. Like if anything, I think dating someone that you've known your whole life requires more like care and transparency, not less. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. so good luck is what we're saying. <laughs> and you know, you'll figure it out. Um, let's do and beware of them sweet talking it because it sounds like when I read compassionate and wonder scammer just good at like his mouthpiece uh what's the word charming because i hate I, you know he might not even realize he's a manipulator but charming people taking advantage of the fact that you guys are compatible because you've been friends doesn't make up for him not dealing with his shit You'll find other people you're compatible with. I promise. Yeah. Who, let's do who the fuck is Carl? <laughs> who the fuck is that? Hi, girlies. Really enjoying the podcast. So glad you're back. In episode four this week, I was confused as to who the fuck Carl was. Like, in general, the whole scene with the Barkers was a weird and felt forced and staged. None of the Barker kids spoke, and I tried to understand who Carl, Landon spoke. But I tried to understand who Carl was, but nothing came up. He's like, at gunpoint, like, Landon, you're giving a speech. And he's he's like, like, oh, "Eh." God. He's (laughs) like, I'm awkward. He was just labeled as a family friend on the show, but I'm confused to see why he was even there. Also, why did Kim talk about marriage? It seemed to be a running joke throughout the entire episode, which was weird. It didn't fit the narrative. That's been pushed. Much love, Isha. The Carl kid, I forgot, Carl Dawson is his last name. And I think he has like 5 million followers on TikTok. But he's basically Landon's friend. And they bring him everywhere. He was even at Easter at the at Palm Springs. So I oh, think I read Courtney's kids. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, get in here. <laughs> Carl's here, but Mason might, Mason might go rogue on TikTok, so he can't be here. Yeah, Carl is basically the homie that gets to go everywhere. And And meanwhile, they're like family before everything. Tristan, you can do whatever you want because you got Chloe pregnant. Well, to your point, the men can do whatever they want because it's Travis's son's friends. It's like, yeah, Yeah. all the shots on this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course, Carl can come. What do you, what do you? Yeah, Simon's going to be there. Wait, so. he has 5 million followers? Of course he can count. <laughs> Wait, 5 million on TikTok? Yeah, please. TikTok, we really need to reach a younger audience, so yeah. Yeah, make sure you p- upload it on TikTok. I think it was like, I think people even saw the engagement on his, like, Instagram story. So, shout out to Carl. Good for you. Shout out to Carl. So Landon has Carl and uh, Alabama has Jody. Jody Woods. Jody's not allowed to. Play. And I'm sure Jody's ass will it. not be at the Palm Springs house for Easter anytime soon. For the listeners out there, Jody is Jordan Woods' little sister. And Alabama's like BF fucking F, which is hilarious. Yeah. But again, they love to just ignore things that don't fit the storyline. The last one will be Justice for Mason, P, and Rain. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Can we just talk about Chris and Co? Totally leaving poor Courtney's kids out of the proposal. 
I say Chris and Co. because they were putting it on Chris, but Kim and Chloe or someone should have stepped in and done something. They handled the situation so wrong. Courtney's poor kids missed out on one of the most important events in their mom's life. While every other Tom, Dick, and Harry got to be there. And Carl. (laughs) And Carl. Chose the convenience of not having to lie to Scott over doing the right thing. What was she thinking? And Chloe doubling down and dominating the conversation when they realized poor P was upset. The respectful thing to do would have been to invite your grandkids to be part of surprising their mom and to enjoy the celebrations with everyone. Travis should have focused less on asking Court's dad's grave and worried more about making sure her kids were okay with it. And Chris and the fam couldn't could have given the heads up to Scott. It's not even about getting his permission, but just treating him with decency. So much shadiness for what? I don't care how young Court's kids are. They deserve to be there and their happiness matters too. I think it says so much about how these people view their kids. Also, Kendall is so annoying. Yes, she is. Like, honey, you lost that arm, (laughs) Russell. Accept it. Love the podcast from one of your loyal Ozzy listeners, Arista. Ozzy. That's actually how Sharon Osbourne says Ozzy, so it's not an Australian. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. Reiterates. I think it's... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with more Travis. I'm gonna give more Travis the fault than Chris because, tra- like Kathleen, you made the point earlier that Travis could have like went to the kids and been like, "Yo, I think it was just embarrassing for Chris mostly because she was just so up Travis's ass. She just <laughs> and then made up all these excuses at the last second. Like any of them at any point when they found out about it could have been like, "What are you doing about the kids?" Like if they had made them this long stretched out storyline, it would have made way more sense for how they like do stuff. But instead, it was like a footnote. Yeah. Because I think Chris is just like in Gaga land over Travis, the man. And well, they're worried about Scott's things, the man. I mean, while the kids are sitting over there like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, even Chloe, in the when she called Court from the car after leaving Scott, not Chloe, but Courtney was like, oh, yeah, Travis agrees that they should have been there. It was his engagement. What, do you, what is he saying? Yeah, like, did he bring it up and then Chris gave her bullshit excuse? <laughs> like, whatever it was, they all dropped the ball. Everyone involved dropped the ball. I agree. And I feel like somebody like Chris or Travis, someone should just said, I'm just, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we completely fucked that yeah. part of it up. But I think to your she point, was, there's like, a lot Courtney of. Courtney had to give the explanation and she sounded like way too graceful for our sweet Aries combative queen. Like, she's like, yeah. you know, I think it was Chris' decision. Wasn't one of her best. It's like, why didn't any of them be like, fuck, we kind of dropped the ball. We, yeah, just a little admission, acknowledgement. And then I think the yeah, viewers. Travis, Mr. Would... Sweetie Heart, why didn't he at some point say like, I, you know, I was really torn about it. And Chris and I talked and we decided. But now I just, I realized I should have made sure they were there. Like, I want to see the next episode. I want to see Travis like flying Mason, P, and Rain, like, in a helicopter to Legoland or something. Like, I <laughs> well, don't know. They'll be taking a tour bus before they're Yeah, exactly. I want to see a grand gesture <laughs> to make them feel included and... Or, tr- like, or- a truly, like, we're really about to blend this motherfucking yeah. family. Yeah. Already- it's, like, even later in the episode, Courtney's, like, talking to P and, like, making her feel better. It's, like, you just put all that shit on Courtney. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
Why don't you guys, hey, why uh, any of you guys say like, yeah, we probably should have did a different decision. Yeah. Hang up. Anyway, that was Tyra Mail. If you have Tyra Mail, send them to saybiblepodcast at gmail.com. Saybiblepodcast at gmail.com. I thought it was so funny. Sometimes we get comments on the Instagram, which I'm guilty of this because I, our podcast is like the only podcast I listen to. And sometimes I don't even listen to it because I am embarrassed for myself. Um, listening is like a challenge for me. Um, so a lot of times I've like religiously follow the Instagram pages of people. Mm-hmm. podcast and not actually listen to the podcast so I get this but sometimes we'll get comments where you can tell people didn't actually watch or listen to the podcast which is totally fair usually they're the mean ones but this one was actually very sweet and genuine it was like saw something about Tyra Mel and it was like wait does she have a new show I want to stop your show <laughs> no um, I just copyright in front yeah. of it <laughs> no it big deal I did the first time because of America's Next Top Model. Some of you youngsters out there might not even know about just, that. Just a nod to that psychotic <laughs> show, that problematic-ass yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> and I rewatched it at the beginning of COVID. Um, really crazy. But yeah, really bless the heart of the person that commented that. No, um, as far as I'm aware, Tyra does not have any bookings besides that skim shoot. Um, yeah, she's not booked, nor is she busy. Paying <laughs> um, homage to an old reality show. I'll I will be somewhere else next week. Can't say just yet, but uh, yeah, it's so exciting. When I tell you what it is, you're just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I will I will see if we'll have an episode next week. I still got to figure that out. But if we don't, we'll just have another Pick one. Up where we left we'll, off. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's nothing too pressing. I don't think. But because oh, then the week. After that, I'm going to be in a conference, but I could probably figure out a time to, like, peel off. And yeah, see, it's the same so. thing. Um, So we'll figure it out. But just want to give everyone a heads up just in case the schedule gets changed. But other than that. Bear with us. These people got to cancel their show all the time and just <laughs> reappear or change the day. No explanation. So. Yeah. Fuck We're them. just booked and busy. Booked and busy, baby. Um, All right. But other than that, have a great week. Um. Yeah, no holidays coming up. So yeah, have a great week. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.